0: Okay, you know what, Jolyn? What's up? We're live.
1: That was so lackluster. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, Mark.
0: Thank you, and welcome back to you too. I mean,
1: thank you. you. you
0: You've been out here doing some some things, so I'm proud of you. Very very proud of you.
1: It's important, (laughs) you know.
0: Okay, okay. Well, we got a lot to get into, don't we?
1: We do. All right,
0: so uh, without further ado, I'm gonna do something that's a little bit out of character. Go ahead and just cue the intro for us, please. All right, so what's up, everybody? I am Mark Monroe, accompanied by my wonderful co-host, co-producer, and all things galactic. Give it up for none other than the wonderful.
1: It's and GC, and the place to be. What does it, cousins, on this fine a Tuesday evening, fresh off vacation, and a feeling a refresh, a renewed, and relaxed. How are you? Nice, nice,
0: nice. (laughs) Feeling good, you know you know, it's kind of interesting. It's, you know, we kind of had this conversation offline just via text message for a hot second, but this is, for those of you who don't realize, this is, this is our final semester. So in this final semester, we're about to give you all that we got, um, I guess, that we can in the live format. Uh, so it's been a hell of a ride. It's been amazing doing this with you, JoLynn. Uh, who would have thought throughout this entire journey that we would be literally doing this. So in our final, Semester before each and every single one of y'all graduate. I mean, just let's just quickly just roll back all the things that have transpired. We literally built a pretty dope platform of just free information, free education for folks, in which that you know, people said that it wasn't possible. We did it. Uh, another thing that what we've done is we even brought startups on here. Shout outs to Amit Nath and his squad. Um, hey. and then on top of that, what else did we do? We were able to speak to some pretty influential people uh in the investment space and across the entire community and of course we're, we're still not done there um we've had wealth rituals we had breakdowns we've had tons of different things within the spectrum and you know this isn't the end for Jolyn and i but it's just kind of like a reflection period as we come to the end of us doing live shows and on top of that one of the biggest things that has happened on this channel is we opened up the platform For many other content creators to also share their message, to share what is it that they know, their thoughts, and everything else in a free space. So, um, we hope to do more of that. I mean, of course, I mean, but it's going to be kind of interesting not doing Tuesdays. um, Not doing Tuesdays
1: live.
0: Yeah, not doing Tuesdays live at the end of the semester. So, But you know, it's back to school, and in back to school format, we don't do core syllabuses here at the Come Up series. We literally just get straight in our syllabi. Um, (laughs) We literally just get into the nitty gritty of things. And you know, of course, you know, we're going to still stick to being on brand. So let's get into it. So, yes,
1: first, we need Uh, I was going to
0: say today, so we're going to start off in typical form formation, which is our general housekeeping. Like, for example, if you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and hit subscribe down below. And if you like the video, then it will probably get out some more cousins that will probably join the fold. Uh, and then on top of that, if you want to be in the know, just like who was first in the chat? Who was first? Who was first?
1: Janice. Now, OK, mm-hmm. I need you to spell your name out like phonetically. Phonetically. <laughs> it could be Janice. It could be Jonice. It could be anything. So please write it out phonetically so we can pronounce your name right.
0: All right. So. All right. So uh, thank you, number one, for having your notification bell turned on because you were first in the chat. So we see you and shout outs to you. And on top of that, shout outs to the many cousins that are here watching with us this evening. And for those that are watching via LinkedIn and other related platforms. So we salute all of you and so tonight uh we're starting it off on something that's kind of a little bit a little bit uncharacteristic but it kind of hits close to home and uh, when it comes to like the conversations mm-hmm. and we don't like to shy away from the conversations in which that we believe that are very much so things in which that make us think differently you know that or that challenge the status quo so a lot of times like one of the things that i did while we were off was you know, I was working with my niece who was an intern at uh, FTC this year, and okay. she did a phenomenal job for her six week internship program. Uh, she walked out of the internship. So shout out to Zamiya if you're watching this. Oh. Um, but she was she was literally like she went from completely fresh, not knowing anything to now doing SWOT analysis, launch plans and strategies. But then it was also this turn where she was just like, "Hey, Uncle Mark, like, how is it that I do this? Like, how does a person get rich? How does a person get wealthy? Like, you know, we were playing a we were playing a game, and for those that know me, know I love to play the game. Uh, she also spelled it uh, uh, phonetically. She said it's Joe Nice. So yeah, Joe I said it right the
1: second <laughs>
0: time. All right, so we were playing a game called Cashflow, um, which was created by one of the or, or the creator of Rich Dad Poor Dad. He realized that it's like oh, God, all these books, but then realized that, you know, not everybody was going to buy the book. So how is it that, you know, you know, that I can literally do something in which that people can still learn and also, you know, make money off of, of course. And it actually stumbled across like my, my table. Um, of course, you know, shout out to my grandfather and everybody else that gave me, you know, great foundation as it pertains to knowledge and understanding um, of financial markets, but this one kind of like changed everything because, you know, everybody thinks of like, we grew up on Monopoly and like, you know, hey, like you run the table, you know, if you, you know, pretty much the way that you're out of the game is, you know, you fall into debt and you can't do anything. And ultimately the person who literally runs the entire table ultimately is the winner. And it's kind of like this, the the name of the game is pretty much winner take all uh, of Monopoly. Mm-hmm. This one though, it was very interesting and it actually hit home a lot closer because it gave a little bit of a dose of reality where it's like, You had your expenses, you had your income. And then on top of that, you're presented with opportunities. And it really made me sit back and think about it when I was sitting there playing uh, this game cash flow with a 15 year old. And I was just like, wow, the way that she sees opportunities and everything else. And it's like, it's kind of like the way that we see opportunities is that kind of like that mindset that opens up wealth and that opens up the door to like becoming rich or becoming wealthy. You know, when we and, and let me break it down real quick. When when we don't have that mindset, even though that we see opportunities in front of us every day, like just think about the amount of opportunities that has probably passed or that has probably crossed your path in the past, let's say, five to 10 years. A lot, you know, whether it was a friend getting a a juice company off the ground or, you know, an idea that you like literally dreamed about five times, but that, you know, you probably still never built, Um, you know, the, you know, the stock market once upon a time when you wanted to invest in it but then everybody said don't invest in the stock market you'll lose all your money all those types of things you know the the job that also like that saw where it's like it was a stepping stone um and i'm gonna get to that in a second so it was interesting because when playing with her there's this one card in the game where it's like you literally get like this uh this stock card where it's like normally the average trading range is between five and thirty mm-hmm. but the card, it's kind of like the <laughs> it's like the kingmaker card right Mm -hmm. dollar a share and it was just very interesting to see my niece's mindset when she had reached it's like because it's funny to me every time when i play against somebody who's new at the game they always get the card
1: oh okay
0: i'm not going to give my strategy of how i win the game but you know or maybe um (laughs) but one of the things was it was like on things in which that were say for example that seemed kind of like out of reach you know at first she wanted to like you know she wanted to go after those things we get at the same token is like you know sh- you know you can't make the scene if you ain't got the green and then when she stumbled upon this card it's like she probably she came at it very timidly like mm. okay the stock the stock card is a dollar but yet I'm only going to buy 50 shares <laughs> or I'm going to put down 14 sh- I'm going to buy 14 shares and I and, and I had to sit there and, and, and I was like you, you know the like kind of like the the teacher in me is just like I, I, there's no way I'm going to let that slide so <laughs> and I'm supposed to be beating her <laughs> <laughs> I would feel guilty in beating her if she didn't know. So I was like, okay. So then I had to explain it to her like, you know, hey, this is one of those opportunities where it's like, it's kind of like that once in a lifetime opportunity. You're going to be presented with a ton of opportunities within this board game. But then there's going to be those opportunities where it's just like, you can't shake it. There's no way that you're going to shake this opportunity. It's going to be one of those ones where you're just like, if you don't take this opportunity, you will probably beat yourself up about this over a period of time. And then she said, "Well, why, Uncle Mark, because of the fact that I see all these other cars that like, you know, give me a range, but I said, but how many of those cards actually are a dollar versus the trading range of $5 and $30?" Yeah. And she was like, and the crazy thing that she said was, "Wow, I never thought about it like that." And it made me it really made me think about it. It really made me sit back and think. And then it's like, you know, then I had the opportunity to like have, you know, some other conversations with some folks. And it was, it was very interesting where it's like, I work this job, let's say, you know, the person tells me that I work this job making 80,000 to roughly a hundred thousand dollars a year. And there's no way for me to essentially ever become rich or wealthy. And I'm like, huh. So, you know, so I sat down with a few folks and you know, you know, listening to what is it that they bring in on a monthly basis, or what they bring in on a yearly basis, and then it's like one of the things that I notice. And write this down, folks, because I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna definitely give you all some some lessons tonight. So you know, this is one of those ones where it's like it's rare form. So there's there's not gonna be any, there's no fancy slides. This is literally just a conversation and you know teaching moment that I'm having with you guys. I don't know how many of these will I'll still have, but hopefully, you know, boom. Um, so. One of the things that I notice is, is that people that make money, they'll find ways to essentially fill what when they make the money, they'll find ways to fill it as it pertains to like giving it back fairly quickly.
1: Like spending it?
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, if you make $100,000 a year, people will tend to find reasons to spend $100,000 a year. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, you know, let's just say that, you know, your rent and, and all that other stuff represents let's say 50, 60% of your entire income. Let's, let's just say all your bills represent 50 to 60% of your entire income. So that would mean that you have 40% left, you know, give or take that's left over. And it really asks the question, well, out of the 40% as it pertains to what you make, then where does it go? And it never ceases to fail, like where it's like people find ways to fill up the space. And I think the reason why they find ways to fill up the space is because of the fact that, you know, we can't, I don't know if we can use that excuse of like, okay, hey, well, we don't know how or, or everything else because, you know, we live in a day and age where there's so much information, but I guess therein again, it's like, you know, verifiable information and all that other stuff. But let's just say that, you know, we live in a world where there's tons of information, tons of access and everything else. So let's just say if there's 40%, you know, the basics of let's say if you just literally stored away 20%, we're going to take today's we're going to do so whatever you make so what i want you guys to do is follow along with me you don't have to write it in the chat if you don't want to but if you feel for, if you feel like doing it by all means go for it um so let's say write down whatever it is that you make whatever it is that you make in an annual on, on an annualized basis so what you make this year you know you can say either before taxes or after taxes that's up to you if you know what you make after taxes kudos to you then you you now know what you're working with if you don't that's okay just go off with you know what your salary is on paper okay now and we're just going to immediately just wipe off of that we're gonna we're gonna pretty much perform a thanos and like do a thanos snap and wipe 50% of that that annual salaries population. Okay, so from that right Mm 20% I want each and every single one of you and you're probably gonna have to do this when you when you when when this show is over I want you to think about 20% 20% is what you should be saving or what you should be storing away. At least to essentially do something. Now, here's the thing: like when we think about wealth transfer, right? You know, of course, people have heard about Ray Dalio's report about 68 trillion dollars from baby boomers to I think it's millennials or Gen- or Gen Zers, in which that's coming or which is already starting to happen over, let's say, a I think it's a 10-25 year span. Now, again, given inflation and everything else, that that may be different. Um, so, 20%. Think about now, I want you to think about like all the opportunities that have already crossed your path that you can recall this year that you could have essentially done something with it. So it could have been a real estate deal. It could have been a a business that you could have built for yourself. It could have been, say, for example, putting money into the stock market, you name it. Now, when we think about wealth, right, when we think about wealth, you know, wealth, is the power of being able to have options, like the ability and the power to be able to have options to navigate however it is that you want to do. So if you if it means that you want to invest it here or if you want to put it here, or say for example, you want to go build something with it here, that's options. Now, of course, there's there's levels to this as it pertains to wealth, right, Jolene. There's mm-hmm. levels to this. There's on on on, a, on the smallest tier, it could be say, for example, you just buying, you know, a few stocks here and there every year. So let's just take, for example, a person who makes $100,000 a year, $100,000 a year. And if they literally are only able to take 20% of what is it that they make, so that's 20K a year. Now, Jolyn, let's just do some simple numbers, right? So let's just take, say, for example, $20,000 out of that $100,000 that a person makes, all right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say that that's, you know, and we're going to put it over a span of five years. I I like, for some reason, something in me likes five or 10 year, you know, trajectories. I don't know. Maybe it's the startup world or maybe it's, you know, like all the things as it pertains to VC, long-term investing. It could be all that. So let's just take five years, right? Yeah. And then let's just say that, you know, I wanted to put that 20% and then Mm -hmm. put it just towards the S&P 500. S&P 500 grows annually. On an annualized basis, between seven to fourteen percent, as it pertains to annual returns. Now, of course, give or take, sometimes you can have a bad year, whatever it is. But on an annualized compounding basis, it's about seven to fourteen percent, right? So at seven percent, that's a hundred thousand. That a hundred thousand dollars would grow to about one hundred forty-eight thousand dollars. And then at ten percent, that's one hundred sixty-two thousand at the end of that five years. And then at fourteen percent, you're growing at one hundred eighty. You've you've built about a hundred. $80,000 from $100,000. So $80,000 profit. Now, now let's get a little bit more crucial here. Let's look at like a company like Apple, right? So if you, if you were to invest in Apple, which grows at an annualized basis of about 15%, that would be 197%. And if you invested into NVIDIA, which grows at 31%, then from that $100,000, that's $349,000. And if you had invested into Tesla on an annualized basis, then you're looking at... Uh, Tesla grows at an annualized basis of 60%, so that's 1.15 million dollars over a 5-year span. Now, of course, you know, you have to adjust for volatility and everything else. But the thing is is that, you know, there's wealth again built there in options. Now, what is the one thing in which that I like that I tend to find with folks is that it's not fast, you know, but at the same token, 5 years moves fairly quickly. <laughs> How do we know? Look at the come up series in just a short span of time, you know, the years have already, like, substantially moved. What are we, like, this is three years, four years in?
1: Well, it's, technically, it's, this is, would be year four, 2020, 2021,
0: 2022, 2023. So, this would be. Yeah. So, that's four years. Just imagine, like, you, you know, you've graduated, <laughs> like, you know, you're on the verge of graduating. So, you know, put it into perspective of how fast that time moves. Like we're, we're talking about time, you know, all in all, like, I guess the biggest thing that I also want to like discuss as it pertains to like, you know, getting rich, because of course I can go down the pathway as it pertains to thinking about real estate, which is, you know, to anywhere from let's say 15 to 35% as it pertains to you know, uh, a gain of you know return, or say for example, a startup which can be anywhere from ten to roughly fifty times EBITDA, depending on whatever it is. And so, which means that if you, you know, are, you know EBITDA fifty times, or let's say ten times. So if you had a hundred thousand, then essentially that becomes essentially a million dollars as it pertains to ten times EBITDA. So. <sighs> What am I trying to say? Like, just to keep it simple and to to kind of reel it in for you. You know, a long time ago, when we first got started on the Come Up series, and I think this was like in the very much so the very beginning, I'm bringing it back for a lot of you because some of you are seniors. And when we look at it as it pertains to the Come Up series, this is your fourth year. You're about to graduate. So remember one of the first things that I said about every dollar, every dollar that you earn, you need to treat it as if it is what? An employee. There you have it. So, which means that if you're working forty hours a week or eighty hours a week, then you need to be work. You your money needs to be working just as hard. Now, of, of course, it's like you know people are like, "What, well, you know?" But Mark, it's like I don't want to lose anything. That's part of the. That's going to be part of the process. Just like, for example, if you're going to have like. I don't know many people who have phenomenal careers that have never been downsized, that have never been laid off, that have never been, you know, unfortunately fired from a job. That's part of the process. You know, you're going to go through those periods of time in which that those things happen, you know, but yet at the same token, you get downsized from a job or you get laid off. What do you do? You go find another one. It's like. The rules are quite universal, you know, like, what if I was to tell each and every single one of you that many of you actually already have the tools innately already built into you, you just don't know it yet. And it kind of brings me back to sitting down and having, you know, having that session of playing a board game with a 15 year old who has her entire life ahead of her, and not realizing that a lot of that a lot of that knowledge or a lot of the ability is innately in her as well. Sometimes it just is a matter of a person telling you that, hey, you can do this. Like, And that's what I'm here to tell each and every single one of you. Like, for example, from average salary to financial freedom, you know, of course, it's like everybody can write their, hey, that this is what my goals are. So for example, my goal is a million dollars. It's $2 million. Okay, well, the question is, how do you get there? I don't know, Mark. I don't know what I would do if I ever touched a million dollars, but you've already touched it. If you've worked within a span of, let's say, anywhere from five to roughly 15 or 20 years, you've already touched a million dollars. If you've, as much as you've lived on this earth from the day that you were born to the age that you sit right now, you have probably all together have touched a million dollars. So for for your lifespan, each and every single one of you that are watching, you have probably touched a million dollars, if not more. Whether it was through, you know, your, your your employment, whether it was through side hustles or whatever it is, everything combined, you've already touched a million dollars.
1: Well, Mark, I think we got to back up a little bit, too, because a lot of this has to do with like how you relate to wealth. Correct. Right. So even in our language, if you are. Well, one. You can tell the truth now. This is confession time. Tell the truth now. If you aren't, you know, I don't like the B word, budget. So I would say money plan. If you are mm-hmm. not making your monthly money plan, meaning directing where your employees are going to be working in what department, so to speak. You're, that's where you know a lot of this. um, That kind of like you fill it in the gaps. Like you make more money than you spend more money, it's because you haven't directed where the dollars are going. And then right. also psychologically, like when you haven't had money and then all of a sudden you get some money, then you know you you got to act a fool for a little bit. I mean, it's it's human nature. That's what happens. I'm keeping it real. Like you do act Facts. a fool for a little bit. You know, you know, you're like drinks on me, dinner on me or whatever. You know, you
0: oh, to- you 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 already took the spot that I was going to do because I was going to look, I was going to read people their rights. But, you know, you're doing it in a nicer way. So I'll I'll let you take it.
1: So it all starts with, you know, what is your relationship to, to not even just money, but what is your relationship to wealth? You know, starting out when I wrote out, um, you know, I kept that journal, Mark, the investor Journal for a whole year. And wrote out all my trades, what I was thinking, what I was feeling, how many breakdowns I had, crying, calling Mark, all that kind of stuff. And when I think about like just the amount that I started off with, which was uh, $9,483.20. Let me say that again, $9,483.20 from this random 401k that I completely forgot about, but it was there. And to take that you know, um, and to listen to Mark and learn about how to, you know, flip that over and over again to the, to the point where, you know, now it's like, I, when people ask me, oh, what do you do? Like my first inclination is to say whatever I want to do, but you know, people be feeling some different way, so I just, yeah, I just keep it up every time, you know, like it depends on what mood I'm in that day. But what i'm what I'm trying to say is before all that happened, my relationship to wealth had to change Mark. I not only had to see myself as wealthy, I had to see myself as someone who could handle the responsibility of wealth, you know, like getting the finances in order you know not being afraid of you know the tax man IRS cuz I'm going to tell y'all like before I was just like oh man taxes it would just feel so daunting but then when you think about it it's like man I'm really out here I'm out here to the point where the IRS is looking for me in the daytime with a flashlight because they know I got it. You know, so
0: just yeah, thinking, they don't let up. They yeah, don't let know, up.
1: thinking like thinking about that, and then even in our language, how we approach. Like you can tell your relation to wealth by how you move um, when it comes to you know you. Let's say you're. This is for people with the nine to five, like with your paycheck. You know, like. Are you paying yourself first? Are you using, quote unquote, what's left over to invest? No, set aside what you're investing and the bills will figure themselves out, even if you got to cut things. Because oftentimes, Mark, it's like part of that lifestyle. Like you want to, you want to feel like you got the money. Well, it's just like, okay, well, tell yourself you already have the money. The feeling will come later, but don't let the money be, like don't let spending the money be associated with you know, feeling wealthy? Why not like retaining the money, growing the money? Why can't that be associated with feeling wealthy? You know, like we don't have to spend to feel wealthy. That's like external. That's like for, you know, you're you're doing that quote unquote for the gram, so to speak. Like for other people when you're just out there just spending, spending, spending. Can, and can don't I? get me started, Mark, on how- I, No, no, how no, it's time, it's time, Black it's community, time. Don't get me started.
0: It, no, 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 it's time. It's time to have that conversation. <laughs> Because it's like, you know, I sat back for four years now, and I sat back and I watched, I didn't say anything, I just watched. So now it's time to have the conversation. And the reason why it's time to have the conversation is because of the fact that each and every single one of you have gone through this journey for four years. And you know, whether it's, you know, like anything else, in every journey, there's peaks and there's valleys and everything else. Um, but here's the thing that I, like, here's one thing that I want you all to write down, like for real, like this is going to be one of the greatest lessons that you've ever had. And if it's anybody else in whom much that you care about, remember this, where we're at, we're pretty much where are we we're 27 in 27 minutes or 28 minutes in. So here we go. All right. So many of you understand what it means to invest in a company. All of you, you know, how to look for a company, you know, how to see if a company is doing well and everything else. All right. Now let's turn that mirror. You're the company now. How's your company doing? If your finances represent you, Inc. So you first li- first name, last name, incorporated, <laughs> or or LLC. If you know, if you want to be limited liability, or LLP. If you you know, you're dating, or if you're if you're married, you're Inc. Uh, <laughs> however, you want to look at it. If if a person was to look at you as a company. Would they want to invest in that company? Would it be something that they would want to buy stock in that company? So for example, are you an are you a are you on the road to becoming an Apple? Or are you on the road to becoming, let's say, Kodak? AMC or Kodak. <laughs>
1: Sorry.
0: <laughs> you know, let's let's be serious. Like, you know, everybody who like everybody who's stunting for the gram and everything else, you know, everybody who's, you know, making their life seem like it's way more glamorous and everything else than you know than what it really is you know sit back and take stock in the sense of like okay well would you buy stock in that like think about it like you know how many of you would buy how many of you would buy microsoft if you realize that they spent their money like it was water i mean let's be honest let's let's sit down and have the conversation now while i'm standing but you know enjoy yourself if you're sitting if, if if you sat back and watch Microsoft spend exorbitant amounts of money just to show off and everything else. Now, of course, there's advertisement, you know, there's marketing and advertising. But if you really look at their marketing and advertisement budgets, their marketing and advertisement budgets literally are with a specific focus. And it's already been a, it's already been allotted for for essentially like their products and their services. And if you notice certain products, they don't even have to market at all or advertise for. So. If you were to look at your like, and that's what I want you to do. Like, this is your homework. I want you to go back and I want you to look at like, if you need to just look at your finances over. What are we in? August is getting ready to come to its end. So we're getting ready to step into September. So over the last, let's say nine months, you know, look at your entire finances and ask yourself, okay, well, where's my company going? Like, is my company like if if somebody were to say that, okay, hey, that this is something that I would want to buy stock in. Okay, cool. And the one thing is, remove the person out of it. Like remove like your bubbly personality and everything else that everybody likes you or everybody loves to hang out with you and all this other stuff. You could be the life of the party. But yet if you're going out to the club and being the life of the party and spending $10 for every single drink, well shoot, after the 3 drinks that you've had, you've already bought the bottle. So, at this point, like, you know, did you make the best financial decision when we think about the expenses that you have to cut? I mean, companies do the same thing. They cut they cut either dead weight or they cut ex- operating expenses in order to essentially improve their profit margins. And that's what I'm wanting each and every single one of you to think about, your profit margins. Your profit margins is, is that when your income comes in and then after your expenses, then there's your profit. And then ultimately, what's the profit margin? Is it 20%, 40%, 30%, 50%? You want to increase those profit margins. The more you increase those profit margins makes you more profitable and ultimately gives you more opportunity to take more, say, for example, risks. Like- you know, we look at these things every single day when we look at an earnings report. OK, well, all right. Produce an earnings report for you for how you did over the last three months. This <laughs> is the amount of money that came in. Mm-hmm. This is how much was this is how much that was spent. And then this is this is ultimately the profit at the end or we're at a deficit. OK, now give us some guidance. Where am I going? What is it that you need to do? If you realize that essentially that you make, let's say that you make $100,000 a year. And then at the same token, you're spending, let's say $110,000 a year, you're losing, you're you're not only just losing money, but you're actually spending money that you do not have.
1: Credit. <clears throat>
0: like these are the things like, you know, like when we talk about like, okay, hey, how does like many of you actually have the blueprint that sits in front of you. And I remember I told you this was going to be one of the greatest riddles that I was going to set from the beginning. And now it's starting to come home to roost in year four, where it's like, okay, hey, did you think of yourself as a company? Did you move like you're a company? It's one thing to invest in your favorite companies, but why do we invest in them? The reason why we feel safe to invest in Apple is because of the fact that we like the fact of how is it that they manage money? We like the way that they run their company. We like the fact that they're consistently trying to better themselves. Part of that part, as it pertains to building wealth and financial freedom and everything else, is that you have to want to better yourself. Let's say that you had a great year. Okay, we had a great year. How can we do better next year? How can we how can we how can we use this as a launchpad to go even further? When you make a mistake, when you have a bad quarter, when you have a bad year. I mean, for example, and I I use this example, you know, ever since, you know, I don't know but, you know, just think about it. LeBron James is still my greatest, is is my GOAT. He's my GOAT. Now, to everybody else, it may be Jordan, and to some other folks, it may be Kobe, and to, to, the, to the folks who've been around for a minute, they will probably still say Kareem. But either way, they will, they probably all have had bad years. And yet at the same token, we're sitting here and having goat, we're having goat conversations. We didn't look at their one bad year or their few bad years or the years that they got injured. What we looked at was the overall body of work. We looked at the progress as it pertains to where is it that they were going. So when we sit down and talk about how is it that one gets rich or how is it that a person ultimately becomes wealthy, you literally have it sitting right there in front of you. Many of you know that it's like, okay, hey, you know that, like, for example, if you're working at a job and you realize that you're feeling like this is more so feeling like it's dead end and I not, I got to get out of here. Well, something's telling you that essentially that you got to you got to make a move here. That's that's your business acumen saying, OK, hey, I that's a CEO in you saying doesn't mean that you have to go out there and be an entrepreneur, but the CEO as it pertains to your finances, your family's legacy. Like, remember that business that I said? That business is your family's legacy, the legacy that will live on. The name that lives on long after you're gone. That's what we're talking about as it pertains to the company. And when we talk about people buying stock behind that, people buy stock behind that because of the fact that they see you trying to be successful and they will want to invest in that. You know, it's like it's time that we stop making the excuses as it pertains to like, okay, hey, well, you know well, I can, I, I can, you know, it's like, I felt like I needed to do this. Stop caring. It's like, get over this part about how you feel about it and look at what is required. What's necessary. Money doesn't care about how you feel. It honestly doesn't. Money, Money only cares about one of the two things. Is this leaving your hands to go in a transaction to this person? Or is it leaving your hand or is it staying with you and ultimately either growing at some type of interest rate? or is it just essentially just picking up dust? (laughs) Money doesn't care about how you feel. Money doesn't care about like that, you know, that relationship that didn't work out. Money doesn't care about like, for example, the, you know, the job in which that like says, okay, hey, well, we're gonna just, you know, still do this and yet we're moving closer into, you know, oblivion. Money doesn't care about that. Money is money, it's paper, you know, the thing is what I want each and every single one of you to like take into consideration. And this is like, this is like the banger here. Like we're it's like, it's the meat and potatoes where it's just like, okay, each and every single one of you that are watching tonight or that are going to be watching tomorrow or that are already watching overseas somewhere, each and every single one of you are the company, you're the company, you're the CEO, So when it comes down to like okay hey when we have to look at the ledger or when we have to look at how everything how everything planned out does does Tim Cook hide behind you know Apple's mishaps or when they have a bad quarter does Satya Nadella does Elon no the buck stops with them and if the buck stops with them then the buck must also stop with you which means that if you're going out there and frivolously spending. over things. And yeah, we can look at it in the sense of, oh, well, Mark, things are getting expensive and everything else. Okay, well, get creative. You know, remember, like how did Apple get to where they are? Things got expensive for them over there in China. They had to figure out their pricing structure of how is it that they can keep their price points to a certain point and how is it that they can get it unlocked? This is before Tim Cook took over. Like this is around the time that Tim Cook was CFO and realized that the writing was on the wall and said, look, Steve, look, I know you got a lot going on, but look, we need to figure out how is it that we can get better at this logistics and supply chain? Because if not, then we'll be like the rest of our other competitors. Have y'all heard about Motorola's new phone? Me neither, because they don't exist. There's like, think about how many Android phones that were out there and then literally got knocked into oblivion because of the fact that they couldn't control supply chain and logistics. They didn't own the manufacturing process. They didn't take ownership of that. Now it's like Apple is a company that has pricing power. When you put yourself in that mindset, now you have pricing power as it pertains to the things that you want to buy or whatever it is. Nobody's controlling your fate, So it's like, you know, I really wanted like I, I really thought about saving this till the very end, but I'd be remiss to do that. I'd be very much so remiss to say this in December, whereas it's like, you know, this could possibly help save somebody's life, save their finances and everything else. If it means that essentially like, OK, hey, let's sit down and have these tough conversations. You know, there's people out there that make three hundred thousand dollars a year and then they sit back and say, well, where did the money go? Mm-hmm. I promise you it happens. Now, if you're like now, let's say that, you're, you know, OK, hey, Mark, I'm invested into this business. I'm invested into this business. OK, yeah, it's going to take time. You're going to go through rough patches. You're going to go through rough times. You're going to go through that period where it's just like, look, you're going to have to live below your means. And that's OK.
1: Check it
0: out. <laughs> look, listen. You know, as we step into uh, like firmly, I believe that we're already in a recession, but like, I guess everybody's not drinking the same Kool-Aid that I'm drinking. So I guess maybe I had fruit punch, whereas everybody had great and that's fine. Um, But I look at it like this. Things are getting really tough out there when we look at credit markets and everything else, you know, and then people are thinking that they can literally just like, you know, move on as it pertains to just moving through credit and everything else no just learn to do without that's sometimes the best investment that you can make in yourself and also for your finances do without like that's literally the conversation when you look at most if you ever go sit down and have a conversation with somebody whom which is wealthy like think about it and i know that this is going to rub some people the wrong way so like i i apologize for this because i there's there's no shade included in this one i just want to make sure that i say this no shade included I have not ever seen, and these folks actually have Instagrams and everything else. I have not seen Elon Musk flex on the gram or on Twitter. I have not seen Jeff Bezos flex on the gram or Twitter or any social media account. I haven't seen Mark Zuckerberg flex on the gram or on Twitter or any other social media platform. I haven't even seen many of the other folks in whom much that you probably have never even heard of flex on the gram and everything else. They are quiet, and you know what's the, you know what's the crazy thing about most of these folks? They still work hard. They still are building something. They're still working at something. And when we mean by working, I'll use Lynn's words. They're creating something. That's what they're doing. They're investing and they're creating. You know, because honestly, we need to get over this mindset of trying to impress people that we don't even like. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's like going to go to the department store to go buy these shoes or to go buy these clothes. So that way you can flex in front of so and so at the office the very next day and you don't even like them. Wh- wh- what's the point? What's the point? So, I mean, let's 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 reel it in because we're, we're coming close to our to our to our end session. Um, and I feel like this is a great fire in the belly, uh, episode as we get started going into checkpoint. our final semester
1: a checkpoint rather.
0: It's the checkpoint. So, you know, go ahead,
1: action steps. Take a look, okay. pause, first mm-hmm. pause, <laughs> pause and breathe first. <laughs> pause. <laughs> gather yourself, gather yourself. Then just take stock of where you're at, you know, as you Inc. or LLC or however you're structured and see, look over the past four years of performance. Mm-hmm. What have those earnings been? What have those profits been? Like, what is that credit looking like as far as are you over leveraged? right now in this moment. Um, And then once you're taking stock of that, then look at your, especially since we're about to start a new month, sit down and create that monthly, um, that money plan and sit there and dictate where each single dollar is going down to the penny. Um, and stick to that. And if uh, if something pops up that you need to purchase, is it something that can wait? like if it's not an emergency, then just wait and see. Um, you know, maybe some of you need to go on a no spin challenge for September. It's only 30 days, you know it's not like it's October and it's 31 days. And days make a difference. It's only 30 days <laughs> next month you know There's no major holidays except for uh, what Labor day. So you know September is a pretty chill month, Mm -hmm. and if it means that you could you know create that no spend challenge and you're redirecting those dollars however you see fit, um, you know just get get clear about what your guidance is for your company by the end of 2023. What where where's your company going to be? What is it looking like? what have you accomplished you know are there any mergers and acquisitions you're looking at so to speak uh (laughs) you know
0: we'll we'll speak to that one as as we get closer towards the end but like honestly this final season is going to be like i'm going to be throwing life at everybody like honestly like we've, we've gone through the rudimentary of everything now it's time to like literally start the application if you haven't started application or now it's time to start providing the reality of life into the equation. I
1: also want to hear from, is there anyone like in watching right now, if you could just put in the chat and you have yet to invest. I'm really curious that there is someone who has fear and they just have not invested not one single dollar yet. And they're just reading and learning. And I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think so, but I'm curious if, if there, if there is, yeah. and maybe you're new to it um, or maybe you just been sitting on the sidelines for a moment. I'm just curious um, if that's you or not.
0: And like I said, it's like, you know, remember, like all those things that Jolene had said. And remember, sometimes things are just not going to work out. And that's (laughs) sometimes sometimes you're going to make a bad move. I mean, nobody walks this earth perfectly except for one man that I know that once walked it. And that was it. Um, And I wasn't even around during the time. I just heard the stories and, you know, and I believed it. But, you know, outside of that, you know, You're not going to do this perfect. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to screw up. You know, but this is the part where we talk about fail fast, fail fast, Mm -hmm. fail faster, faster, learn from the mistakes and then ultimately pick yourself up and say, okay, hey, well, what did I learn? Because nine times out of 10, when you learn, when you pick up from what is it that you learn from the scenario and the more that you're able to start applying what you learn faster, you start to realize how much you recover just as fast. You know, some folks are like, some people wonder why other folks are Wolverine at this. And then other folks are still in a coma. Mm. They're just literally sitting there in a mental coma. That's the reason why. Like, you know, that is literally like the blueprint. So let, let's talk about it real quick. So uh, so that way it's like everybody's just like, all right, Mark, I've been writing a lot. So like make it plain and everything else. Bring it, bring it home. So it's very, it's very rare that we have these benedictions. So here it is. All right. So one money plan. We know that you must have that. Mm-hmm. But before you have money plan, examine self, just as Jolynn had said, either examine self or examine family finances. Then what I want you to do is I want you to start looking at family finances or looking at your finances and look at it as a company. And if you need to ask someone. would you buy st-? like honestly remove your name and everything else, change it to a company, just do it on an Excel sheet and just change it to a company, create a financial statement and just literally just do it as if, it, if you're a company and then go talk to the person and say, hey, here's an investment. Uh, like, you know, here's a company that's been asking me to invest in this. Would you buy stock in this company? You know, just simply put, would you buy stock in this company? Come come up with your bull and bear thesis when it comes to your own finances. So, what is it that you're bullish about as it pertains to the future? Like the things that you're bullish about are the things in which that you want to invest in. The things that you're bearish about are the things in which that you nine times out of ten want to avoid. So, what is it that you're bearish about when it comes to your financial? When it comes to your financials, what is it that you're bullish about when it comes to your financials? You know, and. And then once when you, after you've done that, then the reality, after you've had that reality check, now I want you to do this. Now that you have that money plan and then you've had that reality check, now you need to say, okay, hey, well, this is not where I wanna be, this is where I wanna be. And then when you find like, say for example, some people use examples of where is it that they wanna be, I'll just keep it simple for you. Pick a company that you wanna be like and model your finances like it. Like that's the funny thing about it. Like pick a company and model your finances around it. So if you wanna be like Apple, Okay, Apple is in the focus of building moats around itself. And then also at the same time, before they build a moat, they have to they have to find something in which that is like a game changer that they're willing to invest in. So what's your game changer? Is it the fact that essentially that you're going to move yourself out of debt? Is that a game changer? Is it the fact that essentially that you want to say, for example, have X amount of capital that you have on stockpile like Apple? Like Apple has what? Well, once upon a time had 200 billion dollars in cash on the sideline. They made some investments so that's now down to what is it 147 billion still <laughs> exorbitant amount but then it's like you know just think about it like at that point now we're talking about having conversations about apple acquiring espn or even potentially disney as a whole you know do you want to be that so then model your finances and and find ways in which that you look at your future and which that places you there and then on top of that remember those smart goals that we talked about a long long time ago we'll, we'll get to that later don't worry if you don't remember That's for a whole nother episode. But the things in which that we look at is like, okay, set goals, what are those goals? And what is the time horizon for those goals for you to meet it? And are those goals that you're setting for yourself, are they realistic? And one of the, I'll give you guys a, I'll give you all a a hint of how is it that, like, this is how it works for me. When I set goals, I always look at the finish line. I say, okay, hey, I made it to here. And then I walk it back every step, every milestone of what it took to get there. And then when I literally think about those milestones, I literally let those be my goals of how is it that I get there ultimately to that objective. So now it's like, if you really think about it, you literally just gave yourself the blueprint of how to literally get to your own success. So if it's like, OK, hey, I want to have two million dollars liquid. OK, <laughs> we'll walk it back. So just think about, OK, I've got two million dollars in liquidity. How did you get there? What were the steps that you took? What needed? to What were the changes that needed to take place?
1: Yeah, that makes a big difference. I like to write out every single goal I can think of, like any th- desire or whatever, and then I look for the common themes, but then I look for the ones that are like the domino goals. Like if I got this, if I reach this car, when I reach this goal, all these other goals are inevitable. And then I focus my energy on those bigger goals because that those are the ones where I was thinking bigger as opposed to like, you know, oh, here's a cute little goal. You know, that would be easy to to manage or whatever. I like to get those big ones that are going to not stuff down. So it's like, dang, not only did I reach this goal, but I knocked out all these other ones at the same time or close. Some of y'all,
0: some people are about to step into a bear market when it comes to having all that fun and that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's about to To get real (laughs) grizzly. Like, look, if you can sit back in 2022 and watch a bear market transpire, right? If you can sit back and watch a bear market transpire, mm-hmm. and then essentially it's like, okay, hey, and you can still survive that. Okay, well, we just watched the bear market transpire. Now the next question is, now that we've gone through this bear market, you're probably salivating over the opportunities that you just sat back and just like waited for, right? So just think about it in that same light. Okay, I'm about to be bearish <laughs> when it comes to literally, you know, expensive this, expensive that, whatever it may be for you, right? Mm -hmm. You're about to be bearish on that. Just like companies, like they, like one of the things where you start to notice where companies start to do this, they start to go on what is called hiring Mm (laughs) phrases. They don't want to lose the existing employees that they have. They want to keep the cash flow that they have. They want to like, keep it simple. So what do they do? In order for us to keep the employees that we have, like Apple did this this year. And like a lot of folks didn't really talk about how like, how gangster this really was. But think about it. All right. So Apple said, we're just going to go in a hiring freeze. We're not going to lay off as many people as some of these other folks out here because we didn't go willy nilly and everything else in the early years. We stuck to our strategy. We stuck to it. And then essentially now here we are. We just do a hiring freeze. We'll let the market reset when it comes to salaries and everything else. And then once the market goes through its correction as it pertains to salaries, then we'll have an We'll have a, enough fire to literally either give people raises at the same time and at the same token hire more people. That's a business decision. So what were they bearish on? We were bearish on we were bearish on spending when it came to adding more people to the to the landscape. We didn't go into a hiring frenzy. We go through periods of that and this is not that point. We're in bear market territory there. So when it comes to you and your finances, hey, if you're hanging out a lot and you're seeing all the dollars that are going out from all your entertainment and all that other stuff, look, you're bearish on entertainment this year. <laughs>
1: you're bearish
0: on outside <laughs> you're, bearish, out. you're bearish on outside you need to come bring your little ass in the house and sit down
1: okay
0: <laughs> look you know go take a nap go drink some water stay hydrated like you know work on other things whatever it is mm-hmm. look you need to focus on the fact that this is the like this is the mindset and which that you need to have in order for you to get there like literally and again Take advantage of opportunities that come your way. You know, sometimes when you take advantage of opportunities, you got to block out all the other noise that everybody else is saying around you. Like, you know, either that or take it with a grain of salt as it pertains to, okay, I understand this, but also examine the source as it pertains to where the information came from. Examine the source as it pertains to where the constructive criticism came from. Once you've examined that, and then on top of that, you understand where we are, look... Best way for a business case is does the economics support the business? And does the business support the economics? Look, if we're looking at that, okay. Does your finances support your lifestyle? And does your lifestyle support your, your finances?
1: Tell the truth now.
0: Until next time, I'm Mark Monroe and I yield my time. Thank you guys so much for, thank you guys so much for rocking with us. I'm just letting you know. This is the this is the first this is the first day of class of the final of the final, of the final, final. semester. But Mark, so welcome. I do, go, ahead,
1: go ahead, go ahead.
0: No, go ahead. No, no go ahead. I just
1: want to say that like we're not leaving though, y'all. Like Mm-mm. we will have pre-recorded shows different um types of shows on this tuesday night slot so you'll still be able to tune in and see like you know a show but it's just that we won't be live that's the only difference so we're still here we're just not live i just want to make that clear
0: yeah we could just make more refined content now like that's the beautiful part we get to make more refined content when it comes to like literally just having the conversations like about you know I want to get to the part, and I'm probably sure JoLynn does. We want to get knee deep into subjects that we want to talk about, but we realize that there's only X amount of time and everything else. Every episode for us that we produce, we feel is like it's special. Just like every episode before the show, JoLynn and Levic will tell you, I'm nervous before every single episode because of the fact is I want to produce a very good episode, which provides value to each and every single one of you that are watching. To the entrepreneurs that I work with, they know when I sit, when I sit down at my desk or when I sit in the call and everything else, It's instantaneously, I want to produce value for each and every single one of them. Mm -hmm. I'm Louis St. Cyr, his grandson, and he always wanted to bring value to the community. That's the ancestor's shoulders that I stand upon. And if I'm going to do that, then I must do the same thing. So, And I'm nervous (laughs) before every single episode. So again, it's like I want to start getting to a place and I'm sure that Jolene does where we just where we can get in better creative spaces where we don't have to worry about just like, OK, hey, we're just doing this live. We want to do other things. We've, we're still going to have other interviews with other influential people mm-hmm. and bring them on and talk about stuff. We want to do those things, but we just want to do it in our creative processes. So I hope that you guys learned something tonight. I, and I know that this is going to definitely be upon the replay episode, and I hope that it is you know, and feel free to write us questions on Twitter or I guess Instagram. uh, (laughs) If you have questions, you know, our goal is, is that again, we're trying to help. We're trying to help. Hence the reason why you got a financial advisor and tax strategist and Abby and Chris that follow after us on Wednesdays. You got Lawrence who talks about the stock market, you know, to like, he could do it till his face turns blue, just like myself. But yet at the same token, he comes through with not only just the younger the younger energy but don't don't mistake his youth for his knowledge and everything else because yeah. that man is wise amongst beyond his years and then on top of that having a wonderful co-host in uh Miss Wayne in which that she can also talk about the markets as it pertains to the job market which has a huge impact and if you start looking at how jobs have a major impact when you start looking at recruiting and everything else it tells you exactly where the company is when you think about Mark and Moe Yeah, they may be completely different as it pertains to episodes from the norm, but yet at the same token, it spurs a conversation that spurs critical thinking. Mm -hmm. That's what we want each and every single one of you to have. Like, just use that critical thinking, you know, refining your process and everything else. That's what we're about. And so and I hope that you guys like literally enjoy this episode. I hope I didn't go too hard on folks. But if I did, I'm not sorry. (laughs) Because... You know, honestly, you're seniors now and you're getting ready to walk across the stage. And if you're going to walk across the stage, look, each and every single one of you guys are great. Each and every single one of you men and women, children that are watching this episode, you're all great. Jolynn and I both know this. Every creator on the Come Up series knows this. The only thing is we're going to test you, we're going to challenge you, we're going to pressure you, we're going to literally make you think because we're going to keep testing you just to see exactly how great you can become and how great you really are. So thank you for watching. Be sure to like if you enjoyed this video. Uh, Be sure to subscribe because there's a ton of great content from amazing people who provide their time and energy for free in order for us to do this. And so go check them out. Until next time, I'm Mark Monroe. And
1: I'm Jalen GC in the place to be.
0: And this has been Executive Education. We'll talk to you all later. Oh, and I forgot NVIDIA Earnings. I expect them to do amazing, though the, at the same token, uh, I think that honestly, we may get a little bit of, a, you know, it, 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 we may get a little bit of softness in some of the areas of business. But yet at the same token, what I'm looking for is to see. Uh, what their data center and cloud services and everything else look like. So I'm expecting a pretty solid quarter from NVIDIA. If not, it's like we saw the initial pop, but then at the same token, it may be weathered expectations because of the fact that everybody else's expectations are high. So, and there's that. So uh, have a great evening. Have a great week, everybody. Be sure to come back for Chris and Abby's show on Wednesday and we'll see you on the next one. Peace y'all. All right.